0: Welcome to Let's Face the Facts. I'm David Almeida, and I'm your host for this rewatch podcast for the classic sitcom, The Facts of Life. I'm an actor in Orlando, Florida, and every week I bring you some of the greatest talent in the Central Florida arts community. Join us as we synopsize, analyze, criticize, and ultimately idolize the show, episode by episode. Welcome back again. Another show, another week, another Wednesday. Thank you for downloading and clicking play. This week, my guest is J.W. Moore. He's back. Back for more. (laughs) See what I did there? (laughs) I've been in isolation too long. Yeah. Our household is slowly getting healthy again. It looks like I am healthy and past the... Uh, Point of of no return so I can be among the world and the living and not infect people, which is nice. It's nice. And I'm actually glad because my symptoms really were very, very mild compared to other people. So counting my blessings and glad that I can still put together one of these shows just for you. Mm hmm. So let's get to it. J.W., you'll remember, is an actor, a singer, an improviser. He was here back in March, right at the beginning, before just before the pandemic was about to hit. And uh, we said, let's do this again, because why not? We're sitting at home. We got nothing else to do anyway. So J.W. and I watched Season 5, Episode 24, called Joint Custody, and the original air date was May the 2nd. Of 1984. That's it. I'm ready to jump on in. Hope you are too. Let's face the facts with J.W. Moore. Ladies and gentlemen, returning to the show second time around, it's J.W. Moore. Hi. Oh, welcome. That That was a weird hi. Was it? Did your computer kind of go ee! on no, you? No,
1: I, I just like that's. Mm, I've never said hi like that before. Oh, <laughs> I'm hello. Sure now. Yes, hello, dear. hello.
0: Welcome to the National Public Radio
1: version. <laughs> We're going to turn this into an ASMR episode. <laughs> <laughs> and then duty walks over to Natalie. And, <laughs> I can't
0: even. I'll do the mouth sounds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How have you been, my friend? In I've the quarantine, I've been going neck and futs. Oh yeah, because it's uh yeah, I haven't worked in over six months. mm Hmm. I have. And you haven't ventured out much either. No, have you? and I'm not. I'm not going to now either, since uh, DeSantis opened the state back up. Uh, yeah, and according to some, who was it? Was it someone that
0: my sister knew? That like the day that the governor said, "Okay, we're at phase two now. Everything's fine." Apparently, the bars downtown were
1: packed. Oh yeah, mobbed. People oh, just yeah. went.
0: Oh great! They say it's okay for well, us to you go. Remember, out. Let's you remember? You remember
1: Memorial Day? Mm-hmm. Memorial Day, like all all the the beaches were packed full. And then mm-hmm. two weeks later, we had a we had another outbreak. Had a spike. Yeah.
0: And I, I can't I can't even go into this how so much of this is there is no reason that this should become politicized no but it's just like uh, yeah i didn't care for this governor to begin with for many other right. reasons and this isn't this isn't uh, helping his case at all in my life uh, but do you remember you were last on the show in was it early March that we mm-hmm. sat down? at Sloots? It was right
1: before, uh, right before the, um, the the lockdown happened. Yeah, one of us either coughed or sneezed and yeah. made the joke. Oh, coronavirus! Yeah, yep. <laughs> that's like that was just a joke. It wasn't really going to become no. a thing. No, it was. So it was not our fault. Um, I've actually been a little bit sick. Oh no. I woke up yesterday morning feeling
0: weird and I was like, "Oh no." Uh-oh. So I took my temperature. I am running a fever. Oop. But that's it. It's like Well, I, sometimes I
1: st- that's all it that's all it is.
0: Well, I still have my sense of taste. I'm yeah. not coughing. I just have the fever. My Let's mom Otherwise, she, I feel uh, fine.
1: I was going to go uh help her clean up around her her place today and she's like she's like, "I got a bit of a tickle." And I'm like, "Eh." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, been nice knowing you. All
1: right. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna wear my mask. Um, yeah,
0: oof. Because my dad, so. he
1: still works, and he he has an auto garage, and he works with the people. Yeah. So, I mean, he says he wears his mask, but but uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, to be honest, there there are
0: times that I forget. There are times that, like, we were out just running some errands, mm-hmm. buying some things, looking at Halloween decorations at the stores. I actually don't mind putting on the mask. And then, as soon as I walk into every store, disinfect, do the Purell, right, and then do the same thing as I leave. I'm like, this is actually a good habit I, to be in.
1: I actually have uh, some wipes in my car. Uh huh. Me too. And I, uh, I take a couple with me, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I wipe down the shopping cart, and then I, I, you know, just put one in my hand, and then that's how I pick up all my items. Is with the, with the, yeah. with the wipe. Yeah.
0: My thoughts are. If my face is covered, I'm not gonna touch I'm not gonna touch my
1: face when the right. mask is
0: on. Yeah. So the idea is that if you disinfect when you go in, anything you touch in there that might get on your hands, you disinfect on the way out and then the mask comes off. Yeah. So i I feel surprisingly okay with it, I guess because as time has gone on, they are saying that to get it off of a surface, to touch something yeah. and Which, yet it is less likely. That's
1: what they were saying originally, but apparently it's airborne. So um. And it's been airborne since the beginning. Well, yeah, but... because,
0: I mean, the droplets and the mm-hmm. all that stuff. I mean, we've, yeah. we've known that, but it's... <sighs> anywho. Yeah. in spite of the pandemic, in spite of isolation and uh, crazy medical stuff and this uh, little cold I'm nursing right now, I am so glad to have you back. I'm so glad to be back. It's good to see you, good to talk with you, yes. and we have a Lulu of an episode oh to discuss, Oh my goodness! It,
1: it, I, like I told you before, I messaged you before, I finished the episode, I'm like, well, that, I, that just made a complete 180.
0: Yeah. I was <laughs> like. There are twists and turns. I know. This is a roller coaster.
1: I was like, mm. I, was like mm, I don't like her. Ooh, now I don't like him. What's going on? Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> and, uh, I still have some issues. I still have some crit- critiques. I know people are going to find that hard to believe. It's a very focused on, uh, on Miss G- uh, this yeah. episode, it's and we girls. like a Mrs. G episode. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. We we kind of find her being marginalized mm-hmm. a lot as the show goes on. So yeah. it's um it's it that didn't hurt me where
1: I live. Like there was there and was hardly any there was no really side stories in this. It was mainly focused on that one story. Yeah, I mean, remember we're still not into A story B story mm-hmm. being the standard. This is '84, right? So because the last time I was here. As, Last time I, I was here, the the episode was split into two stories: the squirrel and the meal. Oh, and the and the foreigners and the, coming yeah, in. It was the meal, yeah. the foreigners, and the squirrel. But this is just yeah. this is and, just one story. Yeah, no, that was definitely an
0: anomaly because you had. I think you have the only episode that was the ABC story. Yeah. But they were somehow connected. In this case, we're back to form here with just the A story. And uh, we are speaking, of course, ladies and gentlemen and my tens of listeners, of Season 5, Episode 24, called Joint Custody from May the 2nd of 1984. You know something, J.W.? What? This is the first new episode that has broadcast in six weeks. Really? They had six weeks of reruns before they gave us this one. I don't know if they were holding back, waiting for sweeps or something. Hmm. May Because May is sweeps month, isn't it? Right. So maybe they so. were like, oh, we, we're running out. Because this is the last episode. Um, it's not the last episode of the season, but the upcoming episode is the final episode of the season. Right. It's a two-parter and it's a clip show, but there is a story. There is new stuff in it. Uh, but basically, as of this, they only have three episodes left for the, for the season. So they uh, had to hold them back, I guess, for those six weeks. So yeah. um, America is rejoicing now <laughs> in the month of May, 1984. Yeah. Uh, so the show was written by Bob Meyer and Bob Young. We've spoken of them in the past. The Bobs. The Bobs. And was directed by Asad Kelada. And it's time, JW, you know, this is where I ask my guest to give me the one-to-two-sentence TV guide synopsis of the entire
1: episode. Guess who's coming to dinner? It's Mrs. G's son and daughter-in-law. And things are afoot. I don't know.
0: <laughs>
1: That's, fun. That's awesome. Yeah, And, and things happen. Yeah, yes. there it is. It's a there's, sitcom. there's There's a conflict, resolutions, yep. beginning, middle, and end. And uh, some tampon commercials in between, and we're good to go. After I watched Daily Motion, so I didn't get the to witness the gloriousness of the tampon oh. commercials. Oh, so you watch the daily motion version. Yeah.
0: Uh, a new thing that's been happening is because you can only get seasons one to three, I think, right mm-hmm. now, available streaming. Yeah. Unless you have the DVDs, right. all we have are these
1: daily motion versions. And Which these the are... qualities, uh, like this Zoom call is better quality than that, <laughs> that, that episode. <laughs> that's <was>. true. Yeah. <laughs> But the versions on Daily Motion
0: are the syndicated versions, where right. there's usually about three minutes missing from the original broadcast versions that you get on the on the the DVDs.
1: Yeah, that's that's uh, jumping into one of my favorite shows. That's why I have the entire uh, series of Friends on DVD mm-hmm. because it has those missing parts. I remember watching it on Netflix, and they. Netflix has the TV versions of it that the aired the broadcast versions. And I'm mm-hmm. like, wait, there's more to this episode. They're missing like two or three minutes out of this episode. What's going on? I'm yeah. popping my DVDs back in.
0: Yeah, <laughs> nope, that happens. It's to make room for more commercials yep. for the rerun market. Well, are we ready to jump on in?
1: Yes, I didn't take okay. any
0: notes this time. That's okay. That's okay. totally fine. We'll just talk about it. Okay. Um, and just to remind both me and the listeners, mm-hmm. this is not a show you ever really watched. Is no, this the second I, episode you've ever seen? This is the second
1: episode I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. Um, so I was very confused. I'm like, I thought they were to school. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm like, I'm guessing this is a weekend. Uh, so I'm like, so there's a business now. They have yeah. a shop. It's, things have changed, haven't have they? Have they all graduated? What's going on? <laughs> Blair and Joe have graduated
0: from high school, so Mm -hmm. they don't go to Eastland anymore. And at the same time they left, Mrs. Garrett's son, Raymond, Mm -hmm. uh, which is the same son we meet in this episode, he bought this building and Mm -hmm. suggested she open this gourmet food store. So Blair and Joe live there because that way they don't have to live in the dorms and they Mm -hmm. can work off their food and uh boarding food and lodging mm-hmm. uh and then my issue with this season is that tootie and natalie also live there oh it's like you you go to a boarding school yeah what you don't want
1: to be with your other friends you can't just come by and visit well on i don't the think weekends? they have any other friends i think yep. it's just <laughs> them <laughs> clearly they're not. not friends with the extras no absolutely, <laughs> they don't mix with them <laughs> Yes. Uh, so, yeah, the show has
0: changed format. This season five and next season, season six, are at Edna's Edibles. They are called the Edna's Edibles years of the show. Okay. And then at the beginning of season seven, spoiler alert, Oops. shop burns down. Oh, no. <clears throat> but they decide to sally forth and rebuild and open a different store. It's a novelty store. It's like a Spencer's Gifts, but without the dildos. Oh, and so it's basically uh, a hot topic. It's exactly, but but a, but a lot brighter. Not oh, the dark, gotcha. not the dark emo uh, <laughs> type of a thing going on. No, no, it's very uh, bright in '80s and white background and neon lighting and right. bright pinks and uh, very, very,
1: very, very uh, mid to late '80s.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, they they totally just said let's let's lean hard into the aesthetic of the decade that we're right. in, and woo, they did. <laughs> um, and the contractor they hire. To help them rebuild George Clooney. Oh! That was one
1: of his first sitcom gigs. He had hmm. many, actually, throughout he, his He did life one before. on Friends as well. He was an ER doctor. Mm-hmm. I think that he was the doctor from ER on yes. Friends, wasn't yes, he? Yes, he was. He was the doctor from. the okay. was a cameo as, lo- as well as the other ER. Okay. Doctor. <laughs> All right. Another Either show so they... I didn't watch. So they exist in the <laughs> same universe. Yes. Friends and ER. I started watching Friends in the second season so I was uh let's see, that came out in 94 so it was 95. So I was maybe 7 or 8. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz I was is it I 87? Was, yeah.
0: I was like 20. No, I was, I was Friends eight. came on in 93. 93 to 02, right? I was it was to that was 1994 Nin- to 2004. 94 mm-hmm. to 4. Okay. So yeah, so in 1994 I was 26. So mm-hmm. I was like it was the perfect Age for me yeah. and I remember channel surfing and mm-hmm. I stumbled upon the pilot and yeah. I was like what is this show and then the girl walks in in the bride's dress yeah and I was like oh my god that's that girl from the edge the Julie Brown sketch show <laughs> that was the girl on from Fox. leprechaun <laughs> <laughs> yeah but she was great on the edge the Julie Brown show mm. Did you ever see it no it was on Fox the same season that the Ben Stiller show was on and as, as Ben Stiller put it, he said, you could tell the network was more into promoting The Edge because it had Julie Brown. And the supporting cast was Jennifer Aniston, Tom Kenny, mm. um, Carol Rosenthal, Jill Talley, Wayne Knight. Oh. Alan Ruck did some stuff on there. It was a surprisingly, you know, future famous cast, but they were so good. But uh, Ben Stiller always felt like the network gave him short shrift and then they canceled the show. And then Ben Stiller won the Emmy for best writing in a comedy series. (laughs) And they also gave him a cameo on Friends. Yep. True. Very true. (laughs) Indeed. Okay, my friend, are we ready to jump in and start doing my microscopic dissection? Yes, you do that. Okay. Well, as is the common thing with so many sitcoms, the episode begins with activity. Activity. Things are happening, and busy work, and there's a thing that's going to happen, and we... And that thing
1: is what, J.W.? That that uh, Mrs. G's son, slash landlord, is coming to visit. Mm-hmm. And here's the funny thing. She says this
0: is his first visit. Mm-hmm. Now, we did see Raymond in the premiere of this season, so season five, episode one, is where he basically brings her into this shithole that would become at Edibles and say, I bought this. This is for you. You should open your own gourmet food store. So it's like, I, I know he lives in Boston. We yeah. know he's not local. They don't say that here, but we've heard that in the past. So it's kind of like, really? You haven't made a single right? visit? It's you, you give her her own business in September, and now May is when you show up to see how it's going? Um, okay, okay, hey. But we do learn later about him being a substantial workaholic, so that yeah. could justify it. So I think I'm going to have to allow that.
1: I, I I, have to say, I laughed uh, at, at uh, Mrs. G's very first line. Which is what now? Girls! <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ah! <laughs> uh,
0: all she had to say. Girls! <laughs> But it was, <laughs> make sure the pasta in that barrel is full. <laughs> and they're like, what, Mrs. Garrett, would you
1: quit having a shit fit? It's just Raymond. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow. <laughs> and, then, and then she's like, she's like, uh, and then they're like, well, what, what if he thinks that we just didn't sell too much? Well, take some out.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and
0: what we learn is Mrs. Garrett's angst, as it were is due to not Raymond's visit, but the fact that Raymond is bringing his wife, Mm -hmm. Doris. And Mrs. Garrett is hoping that there will be nothing that she Mm -hmm. can criticize. And the girls are all like, oh, she. We know who she's talking about. And Joe says, the Wicked Witch of the East. And Tootie and Natalie are like, oh, come on now. Why don't we just say the things that we've heard Mrs. Garrett say? And Tootie does a Horrible impression of Mrs. Yep. Garrett, and Tootie says,
1: That woman's making my boy miserable. Like, <laughs> I love terrible. Shit. It's like Tootie's more Medea than Mrs. G. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, come hella high water. Listen here, Bear. Yep, <laughs> beautiful.
0: Um, yeah, and then Natalie echoes this with. How could Raymond marry such a shrew? So we're like Mrs. Garrett has said some choice things about yes. this daughter-in-law. Of shrew? Hers. I'm surprised that made it through the censors. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Mrs. Garrett says, well, she criticizes and picks on him all the time. I don't know what he ever saw in her. And Natalie does bring up an important point that I think will make our friend Matthew Arder very happy. When she says, wow, our local candidate for sainthood is acting like an actual mother-in-law. Ooh. Meaning, Mrs. Garrett yeah. is kind of perfect yeah. to the point of beyond plausibility. Yeah. We have said throughout the she's, series... She's Mary Poppins' mother. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, oh, we could have seen some more moments of her having flaws, and, you know, we know vulnerabilities there and all that. But, um... Anyway, it's just interesting to point out that this is a good episode where you do see Mrs. Garrett really struggling. Yeah, And the struggle begins upon the arrival of Raymond and Doris. Now, we do need to say Raymond is played once again by actor Joel Brooks. This is only the second time he's been on the show. Since the first time when he uh, gets her this... Mm. Building, He buys the building and is renting the shop to her.
1: Uh, I've seen him before. What other things has he been in? Um, he has been in a million different things, JW. I know. That's why I've seen him, like He's got one of those faces. I cannot
0: name one of them other than I remember him as a kid. He was on a couple of episodes of Three's Company. Yeah. Joel Brooks is still working today. Yeah. He is still around. He is... Uh, he's got a kabillion IMDB credits. Oh, yeah. He has never not been working.
1: I, like, I've seen his face in so many yeah. things. Yes. hmm
0: But yeah, his work on Three's Company was
1: awesome. I loved him on that. And that's where I remember recognizing him from. It looks like he's just one of those, you know, bit part actors that never really got a, mm-hmm. a leading role. Yeah. Um, but a great actor, though. But great I mean, actor. it's one of those actors. Be like, you know, he's never going to be a leading man, but you know his face. You totally. don't know his name, but you, you like. I've seen him. Like, yes. I remember seeing him. Uh, I'm looking at his credits right now. I remember seeing him in Ally McBeal. I remember seeing him in Everybody Loves Raymond. Um, I remember that short-lived television show Reba. I remember seeing him in that. Oh Reba. He was on Reba. Yeah, that was a good show. Yeah. Yep. But yeah. So, so yeah, that that. Satisfied my curiosity, I know. Oh, good. (laughs)
0: And then, playing the part of Doris, we have character actress Kim Darby. Kim Darby, also, like Joel Brooks, Mm -hmm. has not quite as many credits, but they are consistent throughout her career. She is still working
1: to this day, and I'm not sure I recognized her from anything per se. No, I mean, with the poor quality of the Daily Motion video, I thought it was Mary Tyler Moore when she first walked in. (laughs) (laughs) Mary Tyler Moore was far too famous to appear <laughs> in this show.
0: But when they arrive, we have got... Oh, oh and um, and this is the only time we ever see Doris, and this is the last time we see Raymond on the series. Mm-hmm. He never reappears, no. and uh, and the wife is never a part of the show. The only weird thing, and we've mentioned this before, is in the reunion movie that they did in 2001, for some reason... Raymond is the manager of the hotel that Blair's uh, hotel mogul husband has built in Peekskill. <laughs> he's it, it, what? He's an accountant from right? Boston. What the fuck is he doing there?
1: <laughs> uh, and was all it the same actors.
0: Yeah, and it was Joel Brooks. Yeah, it was Joel yeah. Brooks. Yeah, and and the weird thing is it's like, but okay, you bring him back, you don't bring back Cloris Leachman, you don't bring back yeah. Cousin Jerry, yeah. you don't bring back Mackenzie Astin, who was on the show for three and a half years. They cost
1: a lot more. Uh, apparently. <laughs> Jesus. It's like, so what, what What previous cast member can we bring back that won't break the bank? Let's bring yeah. back the one who's only in two episodes. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's it, Joel Brooks. It was, it was either him or it was going to be uh, Roy, the bread delivery man who harasses Joe. Uh, but when they arrive, we have this wonderful counterpoint of Raymond and him picking her up and mom and hugging her and swinging her around. And then it's like... Doris, <laughs> and a cool cheek kiss, Yeah, there and then was, the other cheek kiss. There were so like...
1: many awkward silences in this episode. Yeah. A lot. In this scene, particularly. Yeah, in this scene, because he says, I love what
0: you've done with the place, and Doris says, oh, the lighting is a little bright. And, a little harsh.
1: Yeah. A little harsh. Yeah. It, it, it's like oh, okay, Um, fuck you very much for the feedback. (laughs) She's like, I've been to a place with fluorescents, and they were so cheerful. How a light can be cheerful is beyond me. Yeah, and fluorescent light, really? Fluorescent lights are the most harsh. Yeah, (laughs) they're the most harsh lights ever. But anyway. They're supposed to simulate natural light, natural sunlight.
0: No, they don't. No, fluorescents literally do the opposite. They are as (laughs) artificial as you can get. But um Blair introduces herself, um uh, Raymond introduces the other girls, and there was another awkward pause and she does say, Doris says, Do I have spinach in my teeth or something? <laughs> because there is a sense of the girls kind of being just like, <laughs> Wow, so that's her. That's
1: that's that's her <laughs> just right there. That's, staring that's at her. Moment. It's like, yeah. I was like so, I was um, like, What's going on? Like, I was like, Did the did my is it buffering? What's going on? Why aren't they saying anything? <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) So it turns out they're in town for the wedding of Mm -hmm. one of
0: Doris's cousins. Yes. So they're actually killing two birds with one stone.
1: Well, if I have to be a dead bird, then I'll be a dead bird.
0: Yeah, Mrs. (laughs) Garrett basically saying, oh, so you you could just fucking come and visit me, bitch. Um, Uh, So Mrs. Garrett very quickly offers Joel some of her peanut butter croissant. And Joel loses his
1: mind hey, over getting... Hey, Mrs. G, son. You want a peanut butter croissant? <laughs> That's fear, Gen Z listeners. I don't have any idea what you just did. <laughs> <laughs> it's from
0: Jimmy Neutron. Oh, okay. My grandchildren have told me about that show. Um, so, uh, very quickly she becomes Doris becomes critical of Raymond eating too much and his need to lose weight. There is a little um, bit cut from syndication where Mrs. Garrett does take them out uh, into the kitchen to give them like a tour. Mm. Uh, And then while they're gone, we get the girls, the, the chance to weigh in without her in the room. Mm -hmm. And uh, Natalie says, I would definitely go with shrew. And, uh, (laughs) And Tootie says the weirdest thing. Tootie says, "I think she's good looking." <laughs> and later, there is a callback to this. Doesn't she say that yeah. later? She says mm-hmm. after, she's like, "I don't care what anyone says.
1: I still think she's good looking." Mm-hmm. And it's like, good, good looking. That's that's okay. We're focusing on personalities here, Toots. Yeah. Um. Not uh. Not her outward appearance. But
0: I'm saying a 15 year old talking about an
1: adult woman.
0: Referring to her as well,
1: good look. Hey, good looking. Be back to talk I to mean, you later. I mean, maybe all of, our, all of our focus was on Joe. We never even looked at Tootie about this. So.
0: But what I'm saying is, <laughs> you, you know, writing to character and writing appropriate dialogue for for the mm. people in the age. Why wouldn't she say, I think she's pretty. Yeah. Well, she's, well, well she is kind of pretty. And have the others kind of like, you know, the response being, girl, that doesn't count yeah. for anything when you're a fucking right. see you next cunt. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: But the thing is she has she has charisma, uniqueness, nerve and talent. Yes. <laughs> but um but the thing is
0: uh So then the the tour quickly ends and Doris kind of comes walking back in in a little bit of a huff and sits down yeah. at the table that's down downstage center. And Mrs. Garrett is like but, but Doris and Doris says, "Well, maybe I am stupid." And Mrs. Garrett says, no, no, no. I, I, I didn't mean you were stupid. I, I just meant that maybe the idea of freezing the milk was stupid when you suggested it because we get milk delivered fresh here every day from a milkman. <laughs> and uh, Raymond starts to eat another croissant. And then this is the point where we, the, the cuts from syndication, we go back to the syndicated version now. So we... In the syndicated version, the tour doesn't happen. It looks like they're no. there. He eats a croissant. Yeah. She says, you're fat. I want to leave. Right. But, but the thing is, just to be clear, in that kitchen, what happened offstage was she made another suggestion, and Mrs. Garrett basically called her stupid. <laughs> it's like, girl. Mm. But as we return from uh, the little trimmed-out segment... He's eating the croissant, and Missus Garrett's like, "Oh, it's his mother's cooking. He'll start his diet on Monday." And um, Doris just basically says, "I got to go. I we, yeah. we need to leave. I'm tired after the wedding." And oh, and this is where Tootie says, "She's she's nice looking. Maybe I said good before." Tootie says, yeah, she's, "She's nice, nice, li- nice, she's nice looking. looking. Why wouldn't you just say pretty?" Right. Or,
1: or she, if nice. you don't mean she's pretty, say well, she dresses well. Or. Well, I mean, this is this is a, a place that, you know, they still darn socks, so, <laughs> so she, can, she can be nice looking. I, I guess, but anyway. <laughs> so Doris leaves, but Raymond is left
0: behind, and the girls also leave, too. Maybe mm. that was the callback when Tootie said, I don't care, I think she's nice looking. I, yeah. I can't remember. I've only taken 47,000 notes and transcribed the episode <laughs> verbatim and can't remember shit. Um, but... We now get Raymond and Mrs. Garrett alone. And Mrs. Garrett does say, I wish she wouldn't criticize you like that in front of me. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't really stick up for the wife. He's like, yeah, it's pretty terrible. There's no pleasing that woman. But I can't criticize her. And Mrs. Garrett's like, oh, no, she's perfect. So they quickly start commiserating and start ganging up on Doris. Yeah. And he says, and all she wants to do is spend, spend, spend. And she and Mrs. Garrett says, Raymond, you don't have to live that way. And he says, well, we've tried living other ways. We've tried a trial separation. I even took her on a vacation to Hawaii. It's not working. Uh, We're going to separate. We're going to be splitting up. Mm-hmm. She is leaving me. And Mrs. Garrett's yeah. like, she is leaving she... you? <laughs> and I mean... It's so funny how, get it, uh, my, I, that's not what I would say. No. It's like she's leaving and be like, oh, okay, cool. What do we do? How do we move forward now? Right. But, um, so, he says, I don't know how to live alone. And Mrs. Garrett
1: says, there's other fish in the scene. He says, but I don't want anybody else. And this, the- It, it was a very, it was, it, it was very confusing. I'm like, so he doesn't like her, but he wants her.
0: Yeah. And I, ugh. Make up your mind.
1: <laughs> Thank you. It's
0: very, very inconsistent. Much as we like the littler moment of him and Missus Garrett being in agreement, yeah. Uh, but we'll we'll talk more about this at the end of the show because of the twists and turns that still await us. Um, mm. And as he leaves, she says, "Well, sweetie,
1: I'm here if you need me." And she gives him another croissant on the way out. And it's like, fuck you. Which yeah. I want a peanut butter croissant. I've never
0: heard of such a thing.
1: Have you? I've never heard of it either. Maybe maybe it's in the batter. I would think I wouldn't, or maybe you fill it with peanut butter. No, the way you make a chocolate croissant, you, you, one of the, before you roll it up,
0: you, you make Uh the dough, but then you put, you like paint a a layer of chocolate filling and then you roll it up. So you would just do that with a peanut butter filling. I mean, I, I understand completely what they would be like, but Mm -hmm. I, I don't know why I've never had one. And I think I need to have a chocolate peanut butter croissant.
1: Right. Get you get you a, a, a Nutella croissant. Oh, no. Those I have heard of. Those are amazing, yes. too. Those are. What good. were we talking Nutella's about? Good. Oh,
0: that's right. Facts of life. <laughs> Food is important. <laughs> Food. <laughs> so the girls come back in and Mrs. Garrett says, oh, hi. And they're like, oh, they're splitting up, huh? It's like <laughs> they were eavesdropping. And Mrs. Garrett says he'll be miserable without her. And this is where the complication ends up materializing, where Blair says, wait a minute, Mrs. Garrett, didn't you say Raymond and Doris own the store together and that it's in both of their names? And Mrs. Garrett's like, yeah. And Blair's like, well, if they divorce, they can't split the building up. They're going to have to sell it off and split the cash. And that's where the syndicated version ends and goes to commercial. There is a little more here that they trimmed out, and I do not miss it one bit. Um, They basically come to the conclusion, well, we need to save this marriage to save the store. And someone, Joe, says, Mrs. Garrett, you have to try to think of a way to save this marriage. And Mrs. Garrett says, I'm
1: trying. I'm trying.
0: And then we go to commercial.
1: Oh, okay. That's, mm. (sighs) nope. Don't like it. No. And here's Don't like it.
0: And here's the other thing. This whole thing of Blair being a money expert just because she fucking has money bothers me. It has come up variously in the past where um, they don't have to. If if a couple divorces and they own a piece of property, they don't have to sell it and split the money. One of them can buy the other out. He can let her have the house and he keeps the building. It's like there are so many other options. That could be there. Let him sell the building. Sell it to someone else and make it a, a prerequisite that this store, at Edibles, has to remain a tenant and her uh rent has to be stable or something. There are so many other options. Yeah. But the TV show has decided to take this black and white thing of if they divorce, the store is dead and we're all gonna be fucking homeless. Yep. So the complication has been set. As we go to commercial. So dramistical. <laughs> Which on Daily Motion you see the same commercial twice. Yeah, the Daily Motion. I I love that there is a platform where I can share the episodes and I can have people watch no. them if they want to, though I hope that they don't need to. But man, those commercials yeah. are so, so awful. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So we come back from commercial, and they are <laughs> Setting up a luau. Oh my god. The whole living room is all decked out with tiki statues and fringe curtains and baskets of flowers and lays and this whole tropical Hawaiian paradise thing. And this is what this is the magical big idea that is going to save a marriage is we're going to try to make them remember their trip to Hawaii when they were supposedly happy, and they'll reconcile. <laughs> Done. Yeah. Uh, Blair brings in a record album. Don Ho Sings, again. And there is a joke that kind of gets garbled. I don't know if people are laughing or if she she swallows the line, but did you hear she says, in full monoral. No, I didn't even hear that. <laughs> Do you get the joke? No, I don't. Monoral, meaning it's not even in stereo. That's how fucking oh. old this music is.
1: Tiny <laughs> bubbles. In the wine. <laughs> um, yes. So then we do have a little cut. Up. Oh, we'll put the uh we'll put the Audacity thing. I'll cut that into mono just for that. To put it, <laughs> I do the I do the podcast in mono. I don't do any stereo. Oh, what there the you fuck? Are. Who who needs it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Whatever. Um so uh one thing cut from uh, cut from the syndicated version is Blair does also mention she got little umbrellas for their drinks. Mm-hmm. And Mrs. Garrett is just transfixed. Where did you get those? And she says, at a toy store, part of a Barbie and Ken patio furniture ensemble. That was cut from the syndication.
1: Yes, then, it was. I don't remember that part. It
0: was. And then we come back from the little trim of that joke with Natalie bringing in the poi.
1: What is poi, J.W.? Do we know? Poi is a fish, but I think it's boiled to hell and it's it turns into this gray gelatinous goo. Oh, there it is. Uh, yeah, there That's, it is. <sighs> it looks like it looks like bean curd. Yeah. But, but traditional poi is produced
0: by mashing the cooked corm Taro root, either baked or steamed on a wooden pounding board. Uh, modern methods use a food processor to produce large quantities for retail distribution. So it's not even fish. It's taro. It's root. Corm.
1: It's a taro root. So it's a root vegetable? It's a root. I thought it was a fish. I always thought, I always thought poi was a fish, but no, it's root. It's highly... Well, I think maybe it's served with fish. That might be what's oh, going okay. on. Oh, Okay. I think I was like, when you
0: said fish, what in the kunta kente is going on? Yeah. <laughs> no, but when you said fish, I thought the same thing. I was like, I think there is some type of a fish association. Wait a minute, uh, poi can be eaten immediately when fresh and sweet, or left a bit longer to ferment and become sourer. It then develops mm. a smell reminiscent of plain yogurt. Mm-hmm. A layer of water on top can prevent fermenting poi from developing a crust. <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. do you imagine like <laughs> leaving your poi out a little too long you get that film on the top you're just like i'm gonna make this into like a root fruit roll-up right yeah now. i'm just gonna and looking this. further
0: down the wikipedia page it does say although many of the world's people consume taro only hawaiians make poi hawaiians traditionally cook the starchy potato-like heart of the taro okay. corm for hours in an underground oven, which is also used to cook other types of food such as pork, carrots and sweet potatoes. So, uh, yeah, it's it has long been a, a punchline in the continental United States. Yes, it has. Uh, yeah, it's it's one of those foods
1: that most people are like, Bleh. And then and then they did the joke after the poi. They did the joke where it's like, and this is why they were the last state. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but the joke is, Natalie says, here's the poi. And Joe was like, that don't look
0: right. And Mrs. Garrett no. says, uh, yeah, it's right. If it doesn't look right, it's yeah. right. But um, anyhow, ding dong. Raymond comes in the door. Where is Doris? Doris is reparking the car.
1: God, this fucking bitch, I hate her. Um, I laughed because my mom has had to do that for my Oh, (laughs) jeez. Because he doesn't get in the lines. Mm -hmm. He was like, like two wheels that are just on the line or outside of the line. Mom was like, get out. Let me do this again. Yeah. Just, just let me do it. I'm like, oh my God, it's my parents.
0: (laughs) I, I do have to admit, I am a great parallel parker. That is one skill
1: I do have of which I am proud. Just saying. I have a backup camera. Oh, Does that allow you the ability? No, it doesn't. I just, you know, I wanted to flex a little bit, but I don't know where I was going with it. Okay, okay. Let's put our dicks
0: away and get back to the show. Uh, So Joe comes up to them and puts these big floral lays around their neck and Doris starts to sneeze and um, I knew it right oh, away. Me, oh, totally. We saw that coming a mile away. And then it's like, well, this is our big tropical paradise that we put together for you. And Doris says, oh, is that why it's so warm in here? <laughs> <laughs> and then um, uh, Blair comes in with pina coladas. And Doris mm. says, oh, when we were in Hawaii, they made these with fresh pineapple juice. <laughs> and Blair's like, it is fresh pineapple juice, bitch.
1: <laughs> oh really it tastes like it's from concentrate yeah
0: maybe the tap water is doing something weird with anyhow see it's
1: like maybe the tap water is different in
0: Hawaii yeah maybe the tap water oh, deaden she says deaden some of my taste buds or something but, <laughs> but, and finally she's still sneezing and Joel I want to call him Joel and Raymond says she's allergic <laughs> to flowers and they're like well fucking take them off I know right and then she says I forgot my allergy meds and he says yep and you forgot them in Hawaii too. so then they listen to the Don Ho album and she's like oh that doesn't bring back good memories because the night that we heard Don Ho in concert in Hawaii Raymond drank too much ate too much ended up throwing up so Raymond has just about had it and so he throws up his arms throws up his hands and says I'm done I'm not putting up with this anymore and
1: he goes upstairs into Mrs.
0: Garrett's bedroom
1: Well, he's like, he says, I'm not finding you with with you in front of my family. And Doris goes, but it's not your family. It's just your mother. (laughs) Yep. But the
0: thing is, (laughs) he goes up and into her. It's like, have you ever, I mean, did she take you there on the tour? How
1: do you even know? Yeah. It's like, that's a private bedroom. Why the fuck would you not go into the kitchen or something? He just wanted to storm off somewhere. He didn't care. He's just going to hang out in the hall. Yep. So then Doris (laughs) goes
0: out into the store and Mrs. Garrett, uh, tries to comfort her or whatever. And this is where Doris tells Mrs. Garrett she's leaving Raymond. Yes. And Mrs. Garrett
1: says she <laughs> knows. We've we
0: been new. We've been new. Yeah. <laughs> Seen it. <laughs> so Mrs. Garrett says, yeah, that's what this was all about. We were trying to get you guys back together. And Doris, thankfully, in a moment of, of self-awareness says, why? You don't even like me. And Mrs. <laughs> Garrett says something like, I've always thought you were
1: nice. I've always liked you.
0: Yeah. Way down deep. That's right. Way down deep. <laughs> and and Dora says, I know how difficult that was for you. It was this nice little moment of sharing of, oh, okay, at least they understand each other. Yeah. And then the twist happens. Yep. Talk about the twist, JW.
1: Oh, my goodness. So I had spent this entire episode absolutely loathing this woman, mm-hmm. um, thinking that she was just garbage of a human She being. was the villain. She was presented to us um, as the villain. She was the villain. And then she starts saying how uh, Raymond has been, you know, working so much, not giving her enough attention. His doctor's saying he needs to take a break. He's not doing it. He's... He's, you know, getting out of shape and he's not treating her well. And I'm like, okay, Yeah. All right. I don't I don't not like you as much anymore. Yeah. And we (laughs) do get
0: some counterpoint to the things that Raymond was complaining about earlier, where Mm -hmm. uh, earlier she was criticizing him for eating all the croissants. Well, she says Mm -hmm. his doctor told him he's got to lose weight and start take basically, you know, get the stress out of his life. And yeah. all that, so
1: we know now that's where the place that was coming from, and and you know, and she said that she, that he wasn't you know showing her any intention. And Mrs. Garrett's like, well, he took you on a vacation to Hawaii, and she goes, well, he did some accountant for accounting for a travel agency, and they gave it to him for free. Yeah, and it, it was still like a work <laughs> so he wouldn't trip. have to pay taxes. Yeah, and then
0: <laughs> and then the other thing is that when she talks about we do fight about money, he mm-hmm. earlier said all she wants to do is spend, spend, spend. She says, anytime I want to spend anything, he says no. And so suddenly, we're looking at this going, whoa, but yeah. Raymond, what the
1: fuck, dude? And then they bring it up that, you know, they they bought, you know, the the building for Mrs. Garrett. But it wasn't, uh, to, to Doris uh, saying, it wasn't a risk for him. It was an investment because it was his mother.
0: Right. Whereas Doris, who has asked Raymond to let her open a mm-hmm. children's boutique,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: before she has time to finish the idea, Mrs. Garrett says, yeah. oh, that would be so wonderful for you. And she's yeah. like, nope. He said, no, nope, it's too much of a risk. Then in response to the line you just said, yeah, I'm yeah. a risk, but you're his mother. You're an investment. Mrs. Garrett gets the line.
1: No wonder you hate me. <laughs>
0: And then she and res- I
1: don't hate you. Way down
0: deep <laughs> <laughs> Echoing back. That's comedy, ladies and gentlemen. So yeah. Um so then in comes Joe. And I should have mentioned at the very, very beginning of the episode, among all the busy work. One of the busy work things was, Joe, do you have those books in order? Joe is sort of mm-hmm. the de facto manager of the store. And so she's like, yes, I'm doing exactly. I'm putting the, the profits in blue, the losses in green, and the store is in the black. So at some point, it is expected that Raymond is going to look at the books and see how they're doing yeah. financially. Well, Joe has come in and Joe is fucking pissed. She says, I gave him a croissant and then I showed him the books and he came back complaining that the blue ink was too dark and looks almost black. That's his complaint.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was, he comes in saying that it's like the blue is too dark. It looks black. And she goes back. She's like, I'm going to be right back. I'm going to go lighten my blue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, And at this point he's come in. He has come
0: in to say that. It wasn't yeah. Joe complaining. It was Raymond uh, saying that. And I do have to point out another Joe moment. When... The, um, w- when they run out of the the living room when the fight happens and he says I'm not going to fight in front of my family, and mm-hmm. they leave and so just Mrs. Garrett and the girls remain. Doesn't Joe say like nice going, Mrs. Garrett? Yeah, a, a very yeah, good yeah, good job, good job. It's like bitch, shut yeah. your fucking mouth. Um, you know, right? We got a better idea? What exactly? What what was your input? Are you what a marriage counselor? Your... <laughs> <laughs> so then, Mrs. Garrett has a heart to heart with Raymond and she says Raymond one of the reasons I divorced your father is because he spent all of our money and there was nothing left to live on you're not spending your money you're just sacking it away and he says it's there for when we need it and Mm -hmm. Doris says we need it now and Mrs. Garrett in a very broad Charlotte Ray manner is wagging her finger at him (laughs) And she says, you are a good son, but you are a lousy husband.
1: A lousy Lousy. husband. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Very big and broad. Very typically Charlotte Ray. And so he says, okay, maybe I can connect with another travel agent and see what they can do for me and blah, blah. So I don't have to pay taxes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And she's like, pay the taxes.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I'm an accountant. You're asking me to do something that I don't want to do. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) And so when he agrees, he sort of agrees, okay, we, we can try to work on this. I can try to work on this. And he says to Doris, you're asking me to change a lot. And Doris says, but you'll see, I can be a much nicer person too. I just want us to be happy. And he says, well, that's all that I want. And Mrs. Garrett says. Oh, I don't remember. What does she say? And all I want is grandchildren. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and in response, she says, don't worry, Raymond. They're deductible. <laughs> <laughs> Freeze frame. Roll credits. All is good <laughs> in the world. Wow. 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 Yeah. I think my only problem with this episode is that the the scene at the beginning of Raymond commiserating with Mrs. Garrett some of it is inconsistent as far as uh, They they're trying to set up that he's not happy too.
1: Yeah, they're trying to set up that he's miserable in this marriage. He wants that, to get that out. he's miserable because of
0: Doris's behavior, but Doris is miserable <laughs> right. because of his behavior. But at the same yeah. time, maybe what needed to be cut from this episode is his "I've never lived alone, Mom. I moved out of your house to be right with her." Yeah. I know, but like yeah. this sense of "I don't know what I'm going to do." Part of me is kind of like, maybe that shouldn't have been there. Maybe he shouldn't have been. Yeah, but but then why would she have wanted to save the marriage? I don't know. I'm not sure. I have the immediate rewrite answers to this
1: episode, but anywho. Overall, your review, sir. Overall, my review. Um, I thought it was. It had it had a good resolution. Mm-hmm. Um. It 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 didn't leave anything. On uh, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but it unresolved. It, it, uh, resolved, Yeah, I would say it was, you know, there was a there were mutual understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, from, from, from the beginning, you know, it was very, I, you know, I like Raymond, don't like Doris. And then it was, I like Doris, don't like Raymond. Yeah. Then it was like, they're both kind of messed up. So. Yeah. I think it's good in the sense that mm-hmm. I really like the idea of it takes two to tango and there are two sides to every story. Yeah. As Dr. Phil says, no matter how flat you make a pancake, it still has two sides. <laughs> so before
0: I send you on your way, my darling, we did this last time, but I want to do it again. Can you think of a okay. commercial, a classic commercial from your childhood? Um, uh,
1: if you need long-term payments and you need cash now, call JG Wentworth, 877-CASH-NOW. Someone else mentioned that. Who did that? That's that's come wait, up before. Seven, seven cash, no Yeah it's I have a structure gentleman and I need cash now.
0: I shit, who
1: is it? Some that's come up. That has come up on the show before
0: and I can't think who it is, but it's what JG Wentworth? Yeah, JG Wentworth It's your money. Use it when you need it. JG Wentworth. Wow. I'm gonna have to look that up and see who it was <laughs> that did that. But that has come up before because it's a very wait a minute. No, it's because it's opera.
1: It's opera, yeah. It might have been Justin Schneier because he likes yeah. opera. It's, it's very – like they have – the first commercial, I think, was in an opera house, and then they did it with regular people like on a bus or a subway singing opera. Yeah. yeah it's always stuck with me. Booyah! That uh, It was Justin. That, it's
0: It was Justin. It was Justin back in December of last year when we watched the the episode <laughs> with the – um mentally disabled person, oh. where they did not use those words. They use the, oh. word the R word constantly. Mm.
1: Any of those catchy jingles, like that's that's the most famous jingle because that's you know nationwide. Mm-hmm. But there's and you know, like the others that um uh, uh like call eight seven seven fifty floor. Pick up the phone. We'll be knocking at your door. You know stuff yeah. like that. Um or um. Uh, 800-588-2300, Empire Today. Yeah, that, that <laughs> has also
0: come up because that's like one of those. At one point, my nephew, who was like, when he was a teenager, like he was like 12 or 13 years old going, call 800-411-PAIN. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, why the
1: fuck are you singing a, uh,
0: an injury attorney commercial?
1: 800-411-PAIN.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm like... Uh, uh,
1: just or, or, or Stanley Steamers remember that one? Oh, that does sound Stanley Steamer tough on dirt long carpet <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh jingles jingles are a lost well commercials are a lost thing that's why jingles yeah. are even uh, more of a lost art form but mm-hmm. oh well trying to keep them alive here on this that's right thank you so much for doing the show again
1: Thanks for having me. And uh, what is the latest from uh, the Gamer, G-A-Y-M-E-R? Well, uh, ever since the pandemic started, um, I've gotten into TikTok. Mm-hmm. And I've sort of neglected my YouTube <laughs> because it takes, it takes to, to, to make it, like for instance, to make my, um, I did a, a top 10 Star Wars video games uh, back in May, um, uh, you know, for, for Star Wars Day. And it took me about a good eight or nine hours to film and edit and, and you know, re-record and stuff, all for this. Right now, it's sitting at maybe four likes. Oh. <laughs> it's sitting at four likes right now on my YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and then I started TikTok, and I started it back in March. And, you know, I was just making videos here and there, stuff about my, my games and stuff and i wasn't getting i had maybe like 50 followers mm-hmm. but then i started a series about lgbt video game characters and it got a lot of views and a lot of likes i went from having like 50 followers back in march to 24,825 holy followers. shit um can you advertise yeah, uh, this uh, podcast on your tiktok i will uh, so <laughs> so you've been continuing with this tiktok thing cuz clearly con- it's working for with the you i've been tiktok thing
0: so where it's, can people if they're i'm not on tiktok i
1: draw the line i i can't at JW the gamer at JW the gamer okay same g- game gamer with a y uh same as i try i'm trying i even changed my instagram mm-hmm. <laughs> and my twitter all to be JW the gamer so it's consistent good Consistent uh, online presence is key. Yes. Yes. Well.
0: No confusion. Sweet P, thank you so much for doing this. It's It's been yeah. great to see you again and to interact and enjoy.
1: Even if it's only on our computer screen. Yes, it's
0: It'll have to do for now, won't it? Yeah. <laughs> I yep. much prefer it in person, but I'll take it. I'll take what I can get. <laughs> so I hope we'll be able to get together and do this again really soon, my darling. Until yes. then, smooches and goodbye. Mwah. Thank you. And there you have it. That was J.W. Moore. I'll post links to his social media in the show notes as well as on the episode's webpage, And you can connect with him if you're interested in some of his video gaming ventures under the handle J.W. The Gamer. Or if you want to follow him on the TikTok, which is apparently the hip happening new place where all the groovy jivey kids are hanging out. Next week, I'm going to be watching season five, episode 25, called The Way We Were. You can watch the episode for free at dailymotion.com. I'll post a link to the episode in the show notes and at the episode's webpage. And that's really it for now. So, thank you, as always, for listening to this week's show. And remember the facts of life are all about you. Let's Face the Facts was produced, written, hosted, and edited by me, David Almeida. My theme song was beautifully arranged and recorded by Ned Wilkinson. Our website is facethefactspod.com. You have to drop the let's. And that's where you can find extra pictures, video, and audio extras from the digital cutting room floor. Follow the show on social media. We're everywhere under the handle Face the Facts Pod. You can become a patron of the show by going to patreon.com slash FaceTheFactsPod. And don't forget, go to your favorite podcatchers and subscribe, rate, and review. Tune in again next week for another thrilling episode of Let's Face
1: the Facts.